0: Well, today is the continuation of our ongoing Green Blogger series, where I interview today's top environmental bloggers and website owners. Today, we'll be talking with Adam Shaikh. He's the president and CEO of Twilight Earth and Ecotech Daily. He's a Washington, D.C.-based environmentalist, advocate, and activist. In addition to being president and CEO of TwilightEarth.com, he's also president and CEO of the newly acquired Ecotech Daily. Adam and his business partner, Derek Markham, were named by Treehugger.com as the celebrity Twitter duo, and Mother Nature Network called Twilight Earth one of the 10 green Twitterers you should follow. With over 10,000 followers on Twitter and thousands of other friends and contacts across a wide spectrum of social media sites, Twilight Earth is sharing the latest and most current environmental news with people all over the world. So Adam, welcome to Green Talk.
1: Well, thank you very much, Sean. I appreciate you
0: having me on. Well, it's a pleasure. I've known you for a while uh, on Twitter and other sites. Uh, We've talked a little bit on Skype from time to time uh, on text chat. And and as has happened with so many guests, I'm actually getting to know you at a different level, uh, along with uh, your uh, audience and our listeners. So that's, that's exciting for me. So Absolutely. Thank and, you. yeah, and as far as social media, I just want to point out too. I, I'm really amazed at what Twilight Earth has accomplished on Twitter, w- which is definitely inarguably one of the more popular social media sites out there these days. And I think you've built up something like 11,000 followers on there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We just crossed the uh, 10,000 follower. I like to call them Twitter colleagues. I don't really like the word follower. Um, but uh, yeah, we crossed over 10,000 about a week ago. And I think, uh, you know, we're at about eleven thousand, one or 200 followers. Um, Um, but it's, it's been a really great ride. We just started using Twitter back in November, so we really haven't, um, been on Twitter very long, but it's, yeah, it's just really, um, a a vehicle to, to spread and share, um, you know, the, the green message with everybody.
0: What's been your, your secret there, uh, in keeping it relevant and keeping your audience and your followers relevant?
1: You know that's, that's an interesting question. thanks for asking you know there's a lot of really big websites out there with um, um twitter um personalities I guess and they tend to um, um just keep it very simple you know they they kind of put out their own stuff they they may uh spread um what you know what people call the twitter love occasionally but um there's not really a lot of personality there. And I guess maybe it's because we're so new to Twitter that we still really have a lot of personality. You know, I, um, we tend to chat with people on Twitter. Um, I probably, you know, share 15 or 20 um, um, other things throughout Twitter for every one of our own that, that, that we send out. You know, and I think that really goes a long way. Uh, I, think, I think just like anything else, it's about integrity and it's about being real.
0: Yeah, well, and that definitely comes across uh, not only in the Twitter stream, but also on the website. And and I am impressed at the level that you guys do interact. I've certainly noticed as one of your uh, colleagues, <laughs> uh, we <laughs> won't say followers, um, you know, on that site, just noticing how you really do interact. And you're very much into promoting other people's stuff, not just your own. And so I, I certainly applaud you in, in that and, uh, you know, keep up the great work there. Well, thank you. I wanted to talk about and I wanted to ask you a, about your story. I think one of the most interesting things always with these, these sites is the person behind it and why they're doing it. Um, mm-hmm. And in some cases, it's a company. In this case, it's it's a person, you. So I'd like to hear about your personal story as much as you'd care to share and how it led you to starting Twilight Earth.
1: Sure. Um, you know, it's interesting. Just just before uh, we started this interview, I was I was thinking about just that. And I've been thinking about that for a number of months now and I don't really know that there was like a, a quintessential moment where I said, okay, I'm going to be an environmentalist now. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've, I've done a lot of things in my life. Um, and I think what really got me on the environmental bandwagon was, yeah, I was in the service for a long time. And one of my last tours of duty was in Bosnia and I saw a lot of really, you know, bad stuff over there, I guess. Um, I really realized after coming out of Bosnia, that, you know, life is one of those funny things where you think you've got all your all your pieces in a row. You know, it's kind of like life is kind of like a puzzle. You've got yourself in the middle holding everything up, but you've got all these different little pieces that you're constantly pushing down, trying to keep everything in check. And, you know, for me, I had a personal experience where my puzzle just kind of got blown off the table and my life fell apart and I had to find that piece that was me. And I find, I found myself turning back to nature, turning back to the simple things, you know? Um, it's, it's kind of hard to explain, but for me, nature and our environment and the things that we need to survive as a people are those things that, that are seriously in danger right now. Um, I like to say that earth or, or soil, water, and air are are human rights, you know. Um, and, and I really think that those need protecting. And I think that's what really got me involved in, in environmentalism is seeing how bad some people have it in other countries and how good we have it in this country and the fact that we're responsible for a lot of what's going on around the world. And I think that I really needed to, you know, it, at least in my own mind, I needed to try to put a stop to that.
0: It's an amazing story, and I think what's particularly amazing to me about it is your background is very different than, than most environmentalists that are out there. You come from a military background, and you're in the D.C. area, and we just see – you know, we see a lot of people like myself who have, don't have a non-military background, live in California or places like that. Not that that somehow makes us – generic, but that you just don't see that as much. So it, you really bring an interesting voice and perspective to it. Um, as a result of that, T- tell us about as much as you will, about how you're living your own life in an environmentally friendly fashion, not to vet you as being really green or anything like that, but right. just, to, just to hear about from your own corner of the world, how it affects you day to day.
1: Sure. Sure. Um, you know, just like anybody else, I, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit that I don't know everything, you know, this is a journey. I think the whole green movement for me, it's, it's a lifestyle, you know, it's not 10 things you can do to help save the world or or 10 green tips. You know, those are, those are great. And they make for great headlines to be honest with you, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it's a lifestyle. It really is. So, you know, on a day-to-day basis, um, yeah, my wife and I, we recycle everything down to the toilet paper rolls at the house, and uh, we compost everything from the dryer lint to the <laughs> fingernail clippings. Um, it really is a lifestyle, and you know, I found that between recycling and composting, we, we end up putting about two kitchen-sized trash bags a month into the landfill. It's, it's unbelievable. I almost don't even like paying for trash service anymore, uh, <laughs> just because we almost put out no trash. I... I you know, on a larger level it's it's being conscious of what you do on a day to day basis you know um I'm not saying that you have to suffer because we don't suffer at all, but I guess on a larger level um you know, we do things like we don't turn on the furnace or the air conditioner unless it gets below like 62 degrees or above 85 degrees in the house. You know, we kind of use that old school air conditioning where you open the windows up at night, and let all the cool air in and close them during the day. You sure. know It works Just it like works people well. did for thousands of years before air conditioners came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, you, you you learn to live the way you can live or, or the way you feel comfortable with living, you know, and it, it definitely has its... Uh, um, it has its advantages last month. I think our, uh, our gas bill was 50 bucks, you know, and I think 35 of that was for delivery charges and taxes and fees. So we actually used like $15 in gas last month. Um, and, and, you know, we're, we're not suffering. And, and we like to think that, um, you know, we're part of a team and, uh, we're, we're making a difference.
0: Yeah. that's amazing. Well, no, it's so true. And I think it really is half awareness of the things that can be done and changed. And then the other half of it is taking action. And you just gave a really good example. Um, you know, and I, not to interject my own story here, but you just said something that reminded me of the, with the garbage reduction. Um, I, I think that I always assumed because we're a family of four, we'd have the supersized garbage can. And mm-hmm. we, we found that with each change we made, just, you know, being more conscious moved us down to garbage can size. And, and then uh, composting moved us down another garbage can size. And then chickens, uh, having chickens, which are basically like little uh, feathered pigs in terms of what they <laughs> eat, uh, yeah. moved us down another. And we're down to the apartment sized can now. And, and yeah. we, we barely, we, it takes us two weeks to even fill it. But, and there's nothing special about us. We're not the greenest people on the block at all. Right. But it's yeah. just, it's just, It's amazing what you can do when when you actually um, focus some some energy on it and have that awareness. Um, So I'm also curious now, I don't know if you run into this, Adam, with your work, but one of the challenging things I've found as an environmental uh, journalist, blogger, podcaster uh, that has a lot of information come across my desk uh, each day is a lot of the news can be a little grim. To, to say the mm-hmm. least, and mm-hmm. on on all fronts, um, you know, environmentally, with regards to various crises in the world, and and it can it can really kind of get you down. H- how do you sort of stay buoyant? Because you definitely seem like a guy who stays buoyant through this. H- how do you do that? And and also, I wanted to ask you as a second f- follow up: Where do you think we're going? And where do you see things happening? And say, you know, twenty years from now, uh, where do you see the planet being? Sure,
1: sure. You know, it's you're you're absolutely right. It's 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 hard a lot of times to. Uh, um, to stay buoyant and you really have to kind of put an effort into it because you become aware of so much and and it really it, it sinks in after a while and and we t- we started doing something on twilight earth um a while back called good news monday because <laughs> to be honest with you you know putting out seven articles of uh um uh, you know icebergs are melting and polar bears are dying and the north american pika is is suffering as a result of man-made climate loss and, and or you know know global warming things like that that can really start to get to you after a while yeah people turn and, off yeah absolutely and and people's eyes gloss over and you know and so we've done a lot of things like i'm trying to cut back on using the term global warming you know because people's eyes just gloss over and and uh even the word green now you know it's just become so prevalent in our society but you know i i really think that the um the way that I do it is instead of just relaying the news, saying, "Okay, this is the latest from the e t a um, you know President Obama just allocated seven hundred and sixty five million dollars towards biofuel research which is which is good news, but that's all pretty boring, you know what I mean mm-hmm. um what we do is we we do kind of a mix we we give the news, but I always try to you know, interject some personal feelings, some philosophies, ask some questions, and, and really try to get the readers involved and really ask the readers to, you know, well, what do you think about this? You know, I don't always publish what I agree with. I don't always publish what I, I like, but I publish what I think is important and, and oftentimes kind of asks a bigger question, you know. Um, last Sunday, I did an article on... Um, the Vietnam Memorial, you know, and a lot of people would be like, "Well, what does a Vietnam Memorial have to do with with the environment?" You know, we have this thing on Sundays called Photo Sunday, where we do kind of like a photo expose every Sunday, and we. Re- Related to the environment in some way um, so I wrote this uh, article and and took some pictures that I had taken of the Vietnam memorial back probably two thousand two thousand one and and wrote this really moving article that just came from nowhere and as I was writing it you know it was it was interesting because it just brought me back to the first time I saw the memorial and and I started getting choked up just just writing about it and I related you know, the Vietnam Memorial to environmentalism in that we don't want to have to remember what things used to be like. We don't want to have to mourn the loss of something that we loved, you know, and if you love the environment and and you appreciate clean water, clean air, and clean soil, then you don't want to have to, you know, you don't want to have to remember those things and those things are worth fighting for, you know, so... As a result of that article, you know, I got a lot of personal messages from people just saying, Wow, you know, this this is really cool. This is something that we don't see every day. And I think that's kind of, you know, what, what Twilight Earth is all about. You know, I always say that environmentalism isn't about saving the planet because the planet's gonna spin on with or without us. You know? Right. Environmentalism is about saving the people. Because it's it's through environmentalism. That you save the planet, and it's through saving those resources that you're saving yourselves. And, and I think that's the bigger message of Twilight. Earth. Yeah,
0: I, feel, I fully agree with you there. It's a struggle for humanity, uh, and not so much for the planet. So we're, we're, we're I think we're, we're people hugging, not tree hugging. <laughs> Exactly. No, you're exactly right. Yeah. Well, great. Well, yeah. I want to hear a little bit more. I want to hear a lot more, actually, about Twilight Earth and also your new acquisition of um, Ecotech Daily. Uh, we're going to take a break right here on Green Talk Radio. We're talking with Adam Shake. He's a Washington, D.C. based environmentalist, activist, and advocate. And he's the president and CEO of twilightearth.com, an environmental website devoted to delivering a wide range of environmental news topics to its over 300,000 readers. Congratulations on that. Thank you. And we'll be right back on Green Talk Radio. Thanks, everyone. And we're back on Green Talk. This is Sean Daly. My guest today is Adam Shake on our Green Blogger series. He's a Washington, D.C. based environmentalist, advocate, and a- activist. He's the president and CEO of twilightearth.com, an environmental website devoted to delivering a wide range of environmental news topics to its over 300,000 readers. Recent posts from that publication include illegal electronic waste smuggled from Australia to China and greenwashed or green or greenwashed Earth Day Posers. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, if we can, Adam, about Twilight Earth and, and the specific coverage on the site. Um, t- tell us your, sort of your editorial vision there for uh, Twilight Earth.
1: Well, you know, Twilight Earth just kinda of started out as a hobby, I guess, just like just like a lot of green blogs. Um but we really started to connect with people and we really realized that, you know, we're no different than anybody else. When I walk out of my office onto Pennsylvania Avenue here in DC, I'm just I'm just a citizen. Are you really you know? are you're on
0: Pennsylvania Avenue, huh? Down, yeah. Down
1: yeah. the road from Barack. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm at I'm at uh I'm in a Ronald Reagan building at thirteen hundred Pen Ave. But um um, and yeah, and I, I fight the traffic on the Metro every morning coming into Federal Triangle, and you know I, I walk down to the mall at lunch and have lunch on the uh, steps of the Lincoln Memorial. So I, you know, I love it here in D.C. I really do. And um, yeah, I, I think moving forward, what what we're really going to start to do is really get more involved in activism. You know, I was I was uh, part of the Capital Climate Action here a couple months ago where. Uh, we surrounded the uh, dirty coal power plant that's right here in downtown Washington, D.C. with about 2,000 people from all over the world and, uh, you know, shut them down and uh, convinced uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi that uh, dirty coal was a bad thing, and uh, they're not using it anymore. You know, they just, uh, they're just they going to be switching over to uh, cleaner natural gas. So, you know, citizen power really does work, and uh, I think we're going to be getting into more of that um, um, you know so that's one of the things that we're looking forward to and you know also um kind of spreading the word through other channels you know like like you mentioned we just uh picked up ecotech daily which is exciting <laughs> i think one of the interesting things about our website is that you know we're not nitified you know we cover everything from acid rain to uh to zoology so it it's an interesting read and we picked up Ecotech Daily, which is really exciting for us because it's about um, green technology, um, uh, you know, green gadgets and, and things like that. And there's really a market out there for that. Um, people come to Twilight Earth not necessarily because they want to read about a certain uh, type of thing, but because they want just general green news. So, you know, we're, we're going to be looking at maybe picking up a couple more websites and, and uh, kind of expanding that way.
0: So Chris Baskind, I think of Lighter Footstep, which is another wonderful environmental blog for those out there listening in and more in the, the general uh, breadth category. But um, he, he's, a, he's a fantastic guy. I recommend everybody out there listening in check that blog out. I know that he was the one who had that site and I think he was um, you know too busy with other projects to sort of give it the attention he wanted. Is that correct? And then he ended up selling it to you?
1: No, absolutely. Yeah, um uh, Chris and I, you know, we've been we chatting before we even knew that the uh the the website was going to be available. Um he's another one of those uh uh green guys you meet and you build a relationship with, and it's it's through networking and things like that, you know, and that that's a great thing about this whole thing is that we all work together. So, uh, you know, I consider Chris a friend of mine, and uh, um, it was just a really great uh, you know, marriage of, of, of ideas and, and opportunities, and, and so we're really happy to have it.
0: Well, one other question I had for you, which is maybe more of an obvious question, is where exactly does that name come from, Twilight Earth?
1: You know... <sighs> it's it's interesting because when i when i first started um, putting the website together or or actually before i even came up with the name i thought to myself you know what kind of a, a green person am i am, am i just green you know everybody's heard about the different philosophies of of what shade of green are you you know and and i started thinking you know <laughs> People have told me before that, uh, you know, I've got some grit in my dirt and, and, and I'm a little bit darker than green. I'm dark green or I'm forest green or whatever. And, and I really started to think about, um, you know, where are we at with, with the world? You know, are, are we at the tipping point? Have we crossed that tipping point? Are we at the, in the twilight of, of, of the environmentalism movement? um so i came up with twilight earth which is uh, for me it's a symbol of this is where we're at you know the world's in trouble and, and we need to get our stuff together you know um because we're at the twilight that doesn't mean that that we're going to go full darkness but you know twilight earth isn't necessarily one of those you know shiny green um um you know shiny green websites where where you go to to I don't want to say have fun. We have a lot of really good uh, fun stuff, I guess, over at Twilight Earth. But, you know, we take it seriously. I really believe that uh, the world needs saving because we need saving. You know, so that's kind of where the name came from.
0: Well, great. Well, thanks for uh, sharing that. And thank you so much, Adam, for just sharing your story. It's a very interesting one. And I love the Twilight Earth site. I've been a fan of it for quite some time. And it is on my regular uh, daily reading list. So I encourage everyone out there to definitely check out the site. And you should also check out their other new website, which is ecotechdaily.com. So, Adam, thanks again for being with us today. Well, thanks a lot, Sean. I
1: really appreciate it.
0: You bet. And one last thing for those who are on Twitter, you can definitely follow Adam on there. He's got a personal account at Adam Shake or at Adam Shake if you're into Twitter speak. And Twilight Earth is, of course, Twilight Earth and Ecotech Daily. I'm betting you can guess that one. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time on Green Talk Radio.